5.3 Rules Governing Roles, Leadership Selection and Tenure The final set of rules regard the roles individuals hold. In this section, I focus on rules governing leadership selection and tenure. These influence the extent to which leaders have influence over other community members and the ability of community members to hold leaders accountable. Leadership selection rules determine who is eligible to rule and who has voice in choosing the leader, what Bruce Boyne de Mesquita and his colleagues call the selectorate. These determine the level of competition, ranging from highly competitive contexts, where many are eligible for leadership and the selectorate is large, to less competitive environments in which the number of contenders is small and the selectorate limited. There is widespread evidence that leaders are more responsive to members when the level of competition over leadership is higher. Chieftaincies in Sierra Leone are found to be less repressive and yield better development outcomes when leadership selection is more competitive. A similar association exists between higher competition and better public goods provision in the Philippines. So, too, Jordanians enjoy better municipal services where there is a greater competition over local elections, while in India, slum dwellers benefit when party brokers compete with each other. Leaders, like others, are members of multiple arenas of authority, and the extent to which they respond to demands made by those in different arenas depends, in part, on how critical these arenas are to their success. Consider, for instance, Lebanese politicians, who act as elites in both sectarian communities and political parties, as well as within their respective arenas of authority. Melanie Kamet finds that service providers connected to sectarian-based political parties in Lebanon favor in-group members in districts where their sect is large enough to win elections, but they do not do so in districts in which voters from their sect do not constitute the plurality. In deciding to whom they grant favor, these politicians respond to demands from their party and competition for leadership within it and demands from their sect. Their decision to serve outsiders, which can be understood as the fulfillment, or not, of obligations to favor their sectarian community, is based on the logic of political competition. Roles over the length of leadership tenure affect leader responsiveness as well. When leaders' tenure is long and their welfare dependent on the community, e.g. exit options are limited, they can personally benefit from the development of their local area. Drawing on Menker Olson's concept of the stationary bandit, Kate Baldwin argues that leaders with longer time horizons are more likely to see the benefits of fostering development. Thus, traditional authorities in Zambia act as development brokers and not simply vote brokers because the traditional institution of lifelong hereditary rule encourages them to invest in their area's development. Yet to be a stationary bandit requires that the leader enjoys security. Jeffrey Pollard's study of urban politics in Ghana points to how land security influences leader responsiveness. He distinguishes between three types of settlements. Indigenous settlements, with leaders most akin to Baldwin's stationary bandits, stranger settlements, with diverse communities but secure land tenure, and squatter settlements, newly emerging settlements with no sense of belonging and little land security. In the latter, he argues, leaders do not face periodic elections or other term limits, but they focus more on their position within other communities and arenas of authority than on the local settlement. He explains, and I quote, Although squatter settlements have strong and active leaders, they are motivated by a personal agenda to accumulate power and support a constituency elsewhere, 
usually in the home region from which they migrated. Therefore, distributive politics follows a private logic where leaders capture state resources for personal gain. In short, the rules that govern leader selection and removal are likely to affect leaders' responsiveness to members' demands and, consequently, politics and development outcomes. Leaders are more likely to be responsive when they are chosen from members in the immediate arena of authority, when they expect to have a long tenure, and when their welfare is closely tied to that of the community. In this way, expectations again mirror many of those found regarding the state. States with more democratic, stable regimes are expected to be responsive, fostering economic growth and human development.